We're loving. It's 21 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Two more people are out of President Trump's inner circle. On Twitter yesterday, the president said former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton will take over for H.R. McMaster as National Security Advisor on April 9th. One of Trump's lawyers is also leaving. John Dowd resigning as the president adds more firepower to his legal team dealing with special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Mueller is investigating alleged collusion between Moscow and the Trump campaign. Pittsburgh Public Works employees are back on the job after being suspended for refusing to patch potholes. Officials say the five workers quit four hours early one night earlier this year saying, hey, we did enough work already. DPW workers were suspended for five days without pay and were back at work yesterday. The founder of Toys R Us is dead a week after his company said it was shutting all of its toy stores. The toy chain CEO confirmed Charles Lazarus died yesterday at the age of 94 and the original Bozo the Clown died yesterday too. Guys, wearing red is good for you. According to a new study, wearing red makes men appear more powerful and confident. Researchers found that women perceive men to be more attractive and sexually desirable when they are wearing red or even seen with a red background. So just walk around with a red backdrop. Yeah, yeah, that's all you got to do. Have a backdrop behind you. Marijuana users can now get high by drinking a pot-infused pop that the creators say is an alternative to drinking alcohol. California Dreamin' is already being sold at at least one dispensary in Oakland, which tells KPIX that pop, uh, the pop is light on THC and will produce just a mild high. But opponents of the new product are concerned that kids could mistake it for the real thing. <laughs> they want warning labels and clearly labeled packaging in addition to making the product childproof which are demands that are already called for under the recreational marijuana law. I don't know why pop is any worse. I mean, we've already gone down the rabbit hole as far as things that kids associate with candy or like how many different edibles are there? Mm -hmm. If you have any kind of lollipops or anything laying around the house, they could be laced with THC. Yeah. Well, they call it comfort food or comfort eating for a reason. 76% of people say that on an average day, their happiest moments are when they're eating. And for 20% of people, eating is even more enjoyable than sex. The survey also found the 10 foods that make us the happiest, number one, is chocolate. Pizza is number two. Fried foods, steak, burgers, spicy foods, ice cream, brownies, cheese, and pasta. Yeah. I Listen, I love pizza, but when I eat ice cream, especially like chocolate ice cream, and if there's any kind of peanut in it, I never want it to end. The whole time <laughs> I'm just aware of the finality of the bowl that I'm I'm consuming. If you eat ice cream at home, do you put, eat out of a pint? Do you put it in a bowl? Put it in a bowl. Unless it's the end of the right, package. The yeah. No, if it's halfway, if it's more than halfway on the pint, I just Crush take it. the lid off and throw it out the window. <laughs> I have these tiny little spoons. Like there's like two of them that I have. I don't even know why they're there. They look like little teaspoons or something. And I'll take those and kid myself into thinking, well, you're just going to have two bites yeah. with this. Not a big deal. But you can't. That's It's heroin. Yeah. You got to get that... Uh, that ice cream scooper from Val that she uses for her <laughs> lunch. Just eat it, eat it out of that. <laughs> 
Fleetwood Mac is among the acts whose recordings are being inducted into the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. Fleetwood Mac's rumors, The Temptations, My Girl, and Run DMC's Raising Hell were among the 25 recordings enshrined. Bill Haley and his comments, Rock Around the Clock, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant, and Tony Bennett's I Left My Heart in San Francisco were also among those named as culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant recordings. Bruce Springsteen is extending his run on Broadway. He just announced 81 additional performances for his one-man show, Springsteen on Broadway. He could probably just do this for the rest of his life. He might. He should. The show will now run from July 10th through December 15th. Springsteen started his Broadway residency last October with a run that was only supposed to go through Thanksgiving weekend. Do you ever think he's going to get to the, like, to the point where he's doing this right now, and I'm sure it's probably a three-hour show. Also, it's probably, probably no, yeah. you know, quick night at the theater, but it's going to be hard for him to go back at some point and do those three hour shows with the well, E Street Band. Yeah. I mean, they're all getting older and yeah. those are pretty, pretty physically demanding. I mean, he's not a guy who just stands there and strums his guitar. No. And I've heard that Broadway show is tremendous. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Cheap Trick frontman Robin Zander is set to make his Broadway debut in the concert event Rocktopia. The recently inducted Rock and Roll Hall of Fame singer will join the show for the final week of its limited engagement April 23rd through the 29th. Rocktopia features a musical and historical fusion of music from Mozart to Aerosmith, Bach to Led Zeppelin, and other classical and rock mixes. That show opens March 27th at the Broadway Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Flurries today, upper 30s for the high. It's 21 at DVE. Uh, I got to just give it up to uh, our engineers, in particular uh, Lou Galzerano, because uh, for how long have we been in this new studio? Three years? That I've been afraid to complain about little things because it's so nice. I love it in here. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing that was not so little on a daily basis that was killing me. There was a bar underneath my the table where I sit at, the desk here, and it was like holding the wires of this table because there's like a bunch of wires with the computer and it's a stand-up desk and all that too. Yeah. And it was hitting me right in the knee every day for a couple of years, and I just tried to like work around it, and I finally kind of got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore, and he fixed it in like five minutes. In my life right now, Val, it's I'm perfect. like, my legs under here, I'm moving around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, kicking legs. Like kicking legs under the oh, desk. All is well in the world. Oh I was your stand-in God. yesterday when he was working on it. Right, oh, really? Uh, Come over here and sit in this. And the first time he did it, I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't like this. Still kicking I it. I think you got to try to kick that up a little more in there. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I can. And then he pushed real hard and was like, yeah. oh, I got another couple inches. He's like, yeah. Are you talking? Did you fix the desk or is this I was like, hold I on. Else? Let me pull up my pants. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways man like i you know i'm dedicated to helping you out on the show i appreciate it that yeah. was really nice i really took one for the team yesterday <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> couple inches anyway sean collier uh is gonna be in later pacific rim uprising uh the new movie out this weekend he'll review that and uh some summer previews stuff to look ahead toward also comedian dion cole is going to be at the improv all weekend long he'll be in studio after eight i said cole I said that he very... said he said he, he was Dion Cole. He said he was Dion Cole. Why is he got to do that? Also, Nevada. You got to go through two doors. 
to go see him. Nevada Color is uh, in the coffee house today, too. So uh, they're a great band. Looking forward to that. That They're going to be part of the Cure Rock show next Friday, which I'm excited he for. He saved okay. it. Yeah. He was cold yeah, and wanted to come inside. There's a radiator in the hallway. Why do you have to come in? Why does he have to come in my bed? I mean, does it look like this is such a nice bed that he can't resist? You know what? Only t- happened to me. That's it. It won't happen to nobody else. Just to me. He had to kick in two doors to come and get in bed with me. So I'm figuring, why didn't he just get a hotel room down at Holiday Inn Express? Well, now he got a hotel room on 2nd Avenue. (laughs) It is the DBE Morning Show. Our DBE Comedy Fest coming up in June, June 29th. It sold out in like 48 hours. Part of the reason... Bert Kreischer and Brad Williams is on the bill. Our buddy uh, uh, Sean, God rest his soul, uh, mm-hmm. he he used to tell us that women had a fantasy mm-hmm. con- constantly. He he used to he was uh, he was a ladies' man. Yeah, and he would say he would all the time tell us, "You wouldn't believe it. You think I'm lying? I'm telling you right now." No, women- and he said he didn't have to do anything. Women yeah. would come up to him all the time. Women have bucket lists too, guys. Right? <laughs> I want you to know that it's not just you thinking, "Oh, I don't want a Hooters waitress, and then I want a threesome." It's like, yeah, there's women. There, there's women that are thinking stuff too. And and just so you know, women's bucket lists sexually. Guys, I I hate to burst your bubble on this. It's way weirder than yours. <laughs> it's way weirder than yours. Okay, because because men just have the thing like I want to hook up with a stripper. Women have the thing of like I want to dress him up. <laughs> I want him to be missing one leg, and I want him to do things with that peg leg that he's never like. I want him to be missing one leg. Yeah, it's stuff like yeah. that. Like so so there's and and. Here's here's also something that I'll say is is why uh, me and your friend, who I'm assuming is a little person, that's yeah. why you're talking about him, uh, that is why we would hook up with women so often is that uh, we're safe, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm four foot I'm four feet tall. So if a woman decides in in the middle of it, if there's a, a Z's and sorry situation where Cat she's all person. yeah, where she's all of a sudden like no. I can't do anything. She's in control of that situation. She just has to hop on a stool like I'm a mouse coming into the kitchen, and I can't reach her. There's nothing that's going to happen. She just has to put her hand out, like full extension of the arm, put it into my forehead like a Le'Veon Bell stiff arm, and I'm not I'm not reaching her. Okay? It's just a stiff arm away. From yeah, you're safety. safe. You're yeah. safe. To whereas if you do that with a guy who's six foot four six foot two if he flips that switch you know there's not much of a choice in that matter sure. uh, and, and and that's the unfortunate situation but with me they just get nothing. a broom yeah, yeah just do, <laughs> just do what my dad used to do to me when i got in trouble as a kid when i got in trouble as a kid my dad would never hit me he would pick me up he would put me on a counter and then leave <laughs> <laughs> strand you yeah everyone's like that's mean it's like it worked <laughs> i made I, I i made friends with the with, with the kitchen appliances, that's right. Can opener. Yeah, left exactly. him on an island. Yeah. you took him to the uh, no. I just left him on the kitchen island. Yeah, I left him on the kitchen island. <laughs> Thankfully, we had a lazy Susan. I could like ride around it. That was my merry-go-round. I just hopped on the lazy Susan and spin. The DVE morning show band on the run. Paul McCartney and Wings. Ringo was uh, knighted this past week. Ringo's a knight. Sir Ringo. He and Paul. Yeah, they both are. Um. You just know Ringo's going to live the longest, right? Of course. He has to. 
And then when you Paul think? dies, he can go, I did everything. You know, <laughs> he can just make up the whole history of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to tell anyone. Um, does he eat as, as uh, healthy as Paul? I don't believe so. I don't know. He's a pretty healthy guy, though. I mean, he's one of the happiest guys I've ever known. I don't know is him. He's still married to Catherine Bach. He is. And she and Joe Walsh is married to her sister. Mm-hmm. Or he's married to Barbara Bach and she's and Joe's married to Catherine. Is it the other way around? No. no you had it right. Ka- did I say Catherine Bach? Yeah. Oh, Barbara Bach. Barbara Bach. Catherine Bach was in Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> That's Daisy Duke. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think Daisy Duke is involved in that that celebrity circle any longer. Yeah, Bar- he's married. Ringo's married to Barbara Bach. Right. He was the funny one, right? Like the funniest one. Of the Beatles. He was the goofiest one. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know. I bet. And he was the last one to join the Beatles, right? Right. Well, he he was the, the missing piece. Mar- Marjorie Bach. Marjorie Bach. Is who Joe Walsh is married to. Yeah, so they're like best friends. There's like just Ringo every morning. Hello, Joe. <laughs> just those two hilarious <laughs> rock and roll voices. Uh, Joe Walsh, by the way, when he opened up for Tom Petty here in Pittsburgh, put on the best opening set i've ever seen it, it was its own concert you know it was not yeah. like the typical opener it was kind of cool that tom petty let him do that uh that was uh, you mean, gotta have some serious confidence to let him open for you yeah, you have to be tom petty <laughs> to let joe walsh <laughs> right. who has you know never stopped touring and is the consummate showman to let him open for you with his guitar histrionics and uh you know just his uh on stage hilarity because he's just a tough act to follow in many ways and uh of course, Tom Petty did it in one song, and he came out. And I don't even remember what it was that he opened with, but it was so awesome and powerful. It was like, oh, my God. Uh, at any rate, all right, sports coming up next for you. The uh, the tournament <clears throat> underway again, NCAA action, whittling down to the Elite Eight, and uh, Tim Benz will be in with a sports report for you when we come back. Reminding you, Dion Cole will be in studio after 8 from the TV show Blackish. He... Was oh yeah, he's super funny. Oh, he's so funny. He used to write on the Conan O'Brien show and do performance uh, on that as well. He was tweeting out pictures or video of him in the writers' room with uh, Anthony Anderson and the stars of that show, Blackish. He's like Pittsburgh, I'm coming for you, Pittsburgh. And I'm like, that's such a good idea oh, when you're awesome. on a sitcom yeah. to like have all the other celebs behind you and stuff. Uh, so yeah, he'll be here this weekend. I'm in, I'm anticipating those shows are going to be. Uh, Close to selling out, uh, if not completely sold out. So you might want to jump on those improv.com. Glad to have Dion in a little bit later on this morning. Nevada Color in the Coffee House after now. It's the DV Morning Show. Sean Collier is uh, here, film uh, reviewer, film critic for Pittsburgh Magazine. And there's uh, one big one coming out this weekend. Are people just afraid to take on Black Panther right now? Is that what's going on? Seems like uh, this would be a good weekend to take a shot at it. Uh, Sixth week out. I I don't think anyone anticipated this. Pacific Rim Uprising probably will be the thing, the trivia answer, what knocked Black Panther off of the top of the chart, but only barely uh, uh, by a couple million dollars because Black Panther can't stop making money to the point where (laughs) Black Panther will probably still be in the top ten when the next movie with Black Panther in it hits theaters because that's uh april April. 27th avengers infinity war featuring black panther will be out he will have anybody that isn't in infinity war 
Uh, it, you. It, it it's actually just you, Bill Crawford, did not it. make it. Don't you have to call it Infinity Wars in Pittsburgh? See, I'm Infinity Wars. Yeah. You can't pronounce every syllable in infinity either. Infinity Wars. You see that Infinity Wars. Yeah. It's got to be a plural wars. Yeah. It can't just be one. If it's infinity, it's going on and on forever. Yeah, well, that's that's the entire business model of Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, everybody. And this now. is the follow up to Civil Wars. Civil Wars, now Infinity Wars. They haven't named the next one because where do you go from Infinity Wars? Double Infinity Wars. Storage Wars. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Pacific <laughs> Rim Uprising is what a Guillermo del Toro is that his, is that him? Uh, he still has the production credit. Uh, he directed the first one. Okay. And. That he thought that was going to be his Star Wars. He thought that was going to be his franchise that he kept making for right. a long, long time. And it wasn't that great. No. Which is fortunate for all of us because then he went off and made Shape of Water. He could have been just making big robots fight for decades. And when instead he made to... the Go ahead. Oh, you wanna you wanna go ahead and forward your theory? When do I get to? I think I think you're fine. Like, it's when been... do I get to do a spoiler alert for Shape of Water? Val, do I have to wait till it's already out on like DVD? I think stuff? No. I think it is. I think you you have to. I mean, if you spoiled, you got to wait. Usual suspects right now. Somebody would be like, dude. No, I think you got to wait like a year. Okay, I was gonna say it's been three months. That's a decent, but no, since it won Best Picture, people are still gonna catch up to it. My dream yeah. is that I will get to tell this theory to Guillermo del Toro, and he will say, "Yes, finally, you're the first person." We, the, the the local lead is through Scarehouse. He has oh, yeah. he has gone to Scarehouse. He might go back. So you just wait there all of October. <laughs> yeah, that might be the move. So Pacific yeah. Rim Uprising. He uh, did not direct it. He okay. said he let someone else go, and it is just wildly unambitious for a movie that's about giant robots fighting giant monsters it the first one you he clearly was trying to build to something this one is just hey do you like when giant robots fight giant monsters yeah. in the streets of tokyo sure come on in it has a brilliant moment of casting where uh john boyega from the new star wars movies is cast as Idris Elba's slightly less impressive son. And nothing <laughs> in the world is more correct than that casting decision. <laughs> but other than that, you know, if you're, hey, sci-fi fans, go nuts. Other than that, you don't need to run out and see it. And save your strength, because, uh, as you may have noticed, there are now only two parts to the movie calendar. Summer and awards. That's it. Summer goes from March until October, and then the awards season gets the rest. That's all we have left. There used to be all kinds of movements. There, You would have the summer blockbusters, but then fall would just be scary movies and suspense, and then awards movies, and then the January-February wasteland of utter crap. And I loved the wasteland of utter crap. All I'm saying is the wasteland went away, and there hasn't been a new Friday the 13th movie since. All those campers are going unmurdered because we <laughs> changed the schedule. Uh, but yes... The year's summer, this year's summer movie season officially begins next Thursday. That's crazy. So here's a simple guide. What is it, and do you need to care? It's snowing. I know. But next Thursday we begin with Ready Player One, the, ad the adaptation of a popular sci-fi novel. Do you need to care? Yes, uh, because Steven Spielberg fought hard to get the rights to this and is directing it himself. And the book is kind of modeled after 80s Spielberg movies, which means this is a movie where Spielberg will imitate an imitation of himself, which, yes, was a Ben Folds 5 song. It might be good. It'll definitely be interesting. I'll tell you more about it next week. 
Uh, Benzie was just asking me about Rampage out April 13th. The rock stars in this adaptation of an 80s arcade game. Oh, I, I remember Rampage. Yeah, again, sure. not a whole lot of plot to that one. You were a big no. monkey, and you punched a building. Yeah. That was pretty much it. You punched a building a lot. Do you need to care about this? Not really, but there are worse ways to kill two hours than The Rock and a big monkey punching a building. Sure, okay. Uh, April 27th, as mentioned, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, and you do need to care, because I know they keep saying this, but for real this time, this is the big team-up movie they've been building to for a decade. This is the first Marvel movie that is set to have literally all the characters. Uh, uh, even like the Guardians of the Galaxy haven't been in a different one that wasn't them so far. This one has everybody. Even useless, useless Hawkeye. Everybody. And Black Panther, as we mentioned, already back on the big screen less than two months from now. I'm uh, glad you think Hawkeye is useless because I like I forget what movie it was, but they just went back to his house and he yeah. was just hanging out at his house. Like I'm like I don't want to see the domestic life of Hawkeye. It was okay when there was four Avengers and you're like okay you can come in, but now it's like listen we've we've rent Spider Man's here now. You got bumped. Yeah, you're Sorry, off the dude. team. Is there a, is there a triple A Avengers? <laughs> right. It's the TV show. You you're can being be sent on the down TV to the show. minors. Go fight some some lesser villains. Jaywalkers. <laughs> May 18th is Deadpool 2, the sequel to the foul-talking Ryan Reynolds superhero comedy. Do you need to care? I hope I'm wrong, but I think the answer is no. Is I, the, I think that wow. T.J. Miller scandal did not help him, and no. he was a big part of the comic relief of this, though there was a lot of it in that yeah. movie. Um it, it was it was kind of his uh, a via, I mean we knew Ryan Reynolds was good that was the star turn for T.J. Miller yeah and now it's tainted in that way more importantly the early word on Deadpool two was not good and they sent it back for reshoots it's still going to have violence and and juvenile humor and I'm I hope you love juvenile humor I really do I just don't think I think this is going to be a disappointment I hope I'm wrong. I loved the first one. Oh I, yeah, you know, Deadpool I, was great. I is this ever gonna stop? Like, when, Which, how long no. will the monster, or not monster, the superhero movie trend in Hollywood continue? Is as this, long as Disney has the rights, uh, I I only think it'll wear off. It, it well, I used to think okay when Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth, the original guys, when their contracts run out and we are down to the B team, then it'll start to taper off. But that happened, and now it's the new Spider-Man, who's great, and Black Panther. So clearly they can make a new megastar anytime they want. Black Panther this weekend will become the most successful superhero movie in history. So they've just got the formula cracked. So, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's Disney, really good point. Man. I just want Disney to do this. Of uh, They have the superhero franchise. They got the uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. I you got the princesses. All I want out of the Star Wars uh, saga is a, a Chewbacca movie. I want one movie on the planet of Chewbacca with all Chewbaccas. Well, well, the Wookie Island. The path to it goes through this summer because May twenty fifth, the Han Solo movie comes out, and he's in it. So logic would dictate that one step beyond that is the Star Wars Christmas special. Last Wookie standing. Maybe he has auditions. Maybe you know Chewie was just the the last Wookie, the shape to, to of Wookie, yeah, the shape of <laughs> the Wookie. shape of Wookie. This is what I want. Yeah, 
I mean, it doesn't have to be human. to see human Wookiee sex. Swimming Wookiee. No, dude, I want to see Wookiees swimming. I want to see them on horseback. I want to yeah. see horses on Wookiees. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? Horses ride the Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. It sells itself. The, the Wookiee movie would be the biggest movie ever. I mean, it would blow Black Panther out of the water. I'm telling uh-huh. you right now, a Wookiee movie, big, big doings. Why aren't I on the board? Here's my question. Do you subtitle it, or is it just the no noises? No, subtitles. It's like a foreign movie. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought, yeah. is it just the noises for no, two No, you're not going to get... Yeah. Uh, Ian McKellen is not going to play like the yeah. elder Wookiee. Maybe there's I a there's a, there's have a mute been in Wookiee. Wookiee land <laughs> for many generations. None of that. You are the finest Wookiee of them all. You, you could be making a lot more money if you were pitching these ideas. What if it's right like tw- 12 years of Wookiee? Like, we learned that like being a Wookiee is like... Not the thing. You, like, it's horrible. What if Chewbacca has not been happy the whole time? He can use regular <laughs> He's language. Miserable. He's just been screaming. He goes yeah. To the, yeah, or it's just like you call it Wookiee Nights, and it's all it's it's all Chewbacca no. oh, I thought you going have... to a bar and complaining about Han Solo. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, hey, Wookiee, how was your day, Chewbacca? I thought when you said Wookiee yeah. Nights, you were talking about, like, a Boogie porn nights. industry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's where I went. That's yeah. immediate. You, start, I mean, you said look, other there things. Was, there was an equal amount of hair in the 70s. <laughs> it was just Heather Graham and everyone's wearing nylon suits and Wookiee Nights. Who doesn't want the Wookiee movie? Honestly, the Wookiee movie is where, if it's not all heading there, I'm going to be supremely disappointed. A lot of, a lot of kids, especially boys, like, one of their favorite characters is... Chewbacca, sure, hands down. When I was a kid, they put on uh, a Christmas special, which you can see right. on YouTube, right? And you saw Chewbacca's family, and he had a kid. All right, I'm not, I don't remember. Oh my god, he he's a deadbeat dad. No, no, he's not. He paid he, 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 like it was, it was a happy family, but his kid's name was Lumpy. <laughs> Where's his Lumpy kid? Rutherford. Look, I think that's he, the story. No, I think he's he, got to reconnect. No, he they got to forget that storyline. It was really bad for the Wookiee narrative. Like this needs to be the Wookiee is like the Rambo. Like Chewbacca is the Rambo of the Wookiee world. When does Lumpy come and save it? You you don't want Lumpy. I no. I mean he can or it's the origin story. Or like what about Lumpy's mom suing Chewbacca for back? You know, custody, For child Wookie support. support. Yeah, <laughs> it's Wookie Brockovich now. It's actually a courtroom <laughs> drama. Val's got your news next. True loving. It's twenty four degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by ChooseNissan.com. Another local bank robber making national news today. An accused robber was captured after writing his own name on a deposit slip. Police in Bentleyville say Glenn Flory Jr. walked into the CFS bank on Main Street last week and asked a teller for a deposit slip. Lori reportedly wrote on the slip, just give me the money and nothing else will happen, and ended it by signing his name. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oops. He got away with 1300 bucks, but officers caught up with him on Wednesday and arrested him. <laughs> Even if you don't do drugs, there is a decent chance your fingerprints might have traces of cocaine or heroin on them. That's because drugs are so prevalent and people handle money or other items from drug users or shake hands. Uh, And then it's transferred to non-users. A study from the University of Surrey in Britain found slightly more than one in 10 drug-free study participants had coke in their prints and 1% had heroin. One researcher researcher said that, believe it or not, cocaine is a very common environmental contaminant and it is frequently found on money. Researchers were still surprised, though, it was detected in so many fingerprint samples. 
Somebody's going to get busted and be like, no, I swear to God, I was I was high-fiving drug dealers. That's it. That's all. I don't, I don't well, have any drugs on me. Part of the story I read said there was a bus driver who got suspended because he tested positive for drugs, but it was because he apparently was handling money from so many drug users right. that he just got all over his hands enough to detect it, I guess. Yeah, that's not fair. No, he was reinstated, but... And he then he had a big coke money. party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is diet a dating deal breaker? A survey on the eating and drinking habits of singles found just 30% of meat eaters said they would never date a vegetarian, and only 4% of vegetarians said they would never date a carnivore. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. think it's a deal breaker. No. I think it makes things a little more difficult. This is yeah, annoying. make two meals for everything and... It depends on how, like, the vegetarian, like, a meat eater can eat something that's vegetarian. Sure. It's fine. So it's like, you know, they're the AB blood type of dieters, mm-hmm. right? You know, universal uh, meat eaters masticators. Meat eaters can be ambidextrous. <laughs> right. But it, it's, if you're annoying about it, like, does it have this? Does it have that? Or vegan, that's got to be really tough. I don't know how you, I don't know how you don't. You have to cook every meal if you're vegan. Your life must be consumed by your eating, your diet. Now and p- it's it's really tough when you go out to eat. Like my sister-in-law is kind of, I think, vegan. And she can't go to places where the spatula in the back might have been used on a burger if they, if she, you know, if they also have right. a bean burger or something. Now, if there's a medical issue there, that's different. Then yeah, that be as picky like as you want and, and and ask away and everything. When it's your choice and you have to go out and then sit through a cavalcade of questions to a server who's like, oh, my, uh, I don't know. We're at Denny's. It, <laughs> you probably should have gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. I should bet you. Should salads are us. <laughs> but the girl, like, look, and it's, that's typically the dynamic is a girl is the vegetarian and a guy's not. Yes. And they control the diet anyways. Like they're calling all the shots on where you're going and what you're eating and the, like making food for you. So, like the guy doesn't have a whole lot of choice. He's eating a lot of vegetarian stuff if that's what's happening. And I bet it's a lot easier to deal with at the beginning of the relationship. Oh yeah, you're like, like I- as the relationship goes on, you like have a piece of chicken. Come on. I had a friend who was married and had he used to cheat on his wife's diet. He would so she go was out. strict vegetarian. And cooked everything, and he adhered to it all the time. But he'd have a few beers, and he was like, he at night he'd be like, "Dude, let's go get a meatball omelet." And and he had a side chick fillet. He yes, <laughs> yeah. And he would always say that like it it would make him sick because it was like this blast of meat that he wasn't used to. But he cur- <laughs> <laughs> that is graphic. But he craved it so much. Comes home with barbecue sauce on his collar. I bet that Reek- happens all the There's time. There's plenty of guys that are breading. living on the down low like that. Yeah. They'd go out and just get a blast of meat <laughs> without their wives knowing. I heard it's a big deal in Atlanta. Yeah. A lot of people living on the DL getting a blast of meat. No, that's tough. Because you got you know, you got to be in it to win it. Like, Or even just if, like, I, I've been on healthy diets with with my wife, just trying to eat where it's, you know, she's a whatever they call when you eat chicken and fish. Pescatarian. Yeah. I always think that that's like a denomination of Presbyterian. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It does. Because they also have the fish, the Jesus fish. Yes. So it's very easy to think that that was like, I went to Pescatarian camp when I was a kid. <laughs> They're the people who think that Jesus was literally a fish, which is what the shape of water was about. Right. That's what was happening. Exactly. Oh, I didn't know it was a religious movie. It's a Pescatarian movie. <laughs>
In a related story, most people would agree the movie really Goodfellas is one of the best gangster movies ever made. One unique thing about the film is how much it revolves around food. And there are a bunch of scenes that involve preparing and eating food in different locations. And that's inspired Beginnings Restaurant in Long Island to create a five-course dining experience based on the scenes from Goodfellas. Uh, that includes the ziti with tomato gravy the characters make in prison with the... It's got the razor sliced garlic. They make sure to you do used that. You to it's, slice the garlic with the razor. That's probably the so most, thin that it dissolves in the sauce. That's probably the most famous food scene in the movie. Chapter two, which is course two, is Polly turns his back sausage and peppers, accompanied by the I'm funny how cocktail featuring whiskey, red pepper, and bitters. <laughs> Uh, like I said, five courses in all, dessert being Henry and Karen's wedding cake tiramisu topped with a macaron, uh, served with a like a schnook amaretto di, amaretto di Sirona, coconut, and lemon. The restaurant did a Godfather's dinner in January. It sold out so fast they had to add a second one, so chances are that they'll probably add a second one for this as well. This is amazing. What about the uh, the babysitter who's uh, stirring the meatballs while you're on cocaine and trying to run somebody a hat? The cocaine meatballs. I don't uh, think that's the best food movie, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, what movie do you think is the best food movie? Everybody says The Godfather, but there's only really that one scene. Clearly, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. The best. <laughs> it's the film. best quest for food movie. I mean, except I- for. The movie Quest for Food. Quest for Food. <laughs> well, uh, Willy Wonka, honestly. Chocolates? Yeah. That doesn't make me want chocolate when I see that movie. Oh, though. it absolutely does. Come on. Chocolate. I didn't watch you don't want it. to take a swim in the Chocolate River? I wish he was in Chocolat. <laughs> you didn't what? Uh, nothing. Um, it's not important. You don't even want to comment. You're no, like, just shut up. You guys stink. No, that's, just, a, that's a subtext of Val. No, it wasn't that good, so I'll just let it go. Star Wars fans have a new option for car accessories. You can get it at... A lightsaber windshield wiper. The company Wiper Tags has produced lightsaber attachments that you put on your white sa- uh, your wipers. They've got lightsabers, wings, guitars, swords, golf clubs, babies, and puppies. You can get them at wipertagstore.com. A recent survey has found 51% of adult men still own a stuffed animal from their childhood, and 28% admit to still cuddling with it at night. A stuffed animal? Yes. Well, uh- like adult men from grown, their child, a grown man. I don't know about a that. A grown adult man. Dion Cole, I just sat down with us. You don't have a stuffed animal from when you were a kid, do you? You know, like a plush. Did you have a stuffed animal when you were a kid in any way? Like that you still have? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think I don't know any adults no. that hold on to those, uh, well, except for apparently. like plushies or you know the people that are that are basically sexually the no, they're furries. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're plushies, not furries. It's different. of adult men say they still have a stuffed animal from their childhood. 51% of adult men and 28% admit they still cuddle with it at night. Okay. So, (laughs) we know to stay away from that. (laughs) (laughs) Authorities in Wisconsin are trying to track down a serial toilet clogger who's been causing uh, quite a bit of plumbing problems for a community center in Sheboygan. Police say the culprit has been shoving 20-ounce pop bottles into the toilets inside the women's bathroom for the past year and a half. It's happened 29 times. What a weird thing to get off on. The clogger has caused thousands of dollars in damages. Police and the Department of Public Works are urging people not to flush trash down the toilet and are asking anybody with information to uh, give them a call. Trump's going to tweet about that. The FBI should be taking care of this. Not worrying about this bogus Mueller investigation. Get the toilet clogger. Sad.
Betty what? had his stuff down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably clogging him with, with, with a Yosemite <laughs> Sam doll. <laughs> Finally, John Mellencamp fans are set to get a very intimate look at the singer-songwriter on stage, singing and sharing stories about his songs. Plain Spoken from the Chicago Theater is an intimate concert and narrative experience that will be available May 11th on multiple formats. The 16-song collection includes Mellencamp's greatest hits, plus tracks off his 2014 album Plain Spoken. It will be available as a DVD, CD, Blu-ray CD, and digital formats. Flurries today, upper 30s for the high. It's 25 at DVE. He's at the Improv this weekend. You know him from Blackish on ABC. You know him from the Conan O'Brien show. It's Dion Cole, and he gets a round of applause. Yeah. Hey. That's, yeah, that's right. Thank it's, it's, you. Thank you. You're a big celebrity now. Ah, oh, no. You kind of are. Like, I remember when you started, like, some of those videos you were doing for Conan started going viral, and I'm like, that guy's hilarious. Yeah. And then now you're on the TV shows, and you're, yeah. you know, hanging with all the big celebs, and Anthony Anderson's your boy. And, yeah. like, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, everything evolved. That's what it did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. Writing for Conan O'Brien's show. I mean, the genesis of that show had some of, like, you know, comedy icons, yeah. you know, at the, be- the very beginning. You know, Louis C.K. was a head writer. Smigel was there and all yeah. those guys. Yeah. So, and he being, you know, the acclaimed comedy writer that he was, yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty, I had to feel pretty good, but also be a lot of pressure for you going in there like, oh, these are some of the best. They they only bring the best guys in. Oh, for yeah, this no, absolutely. When I first got over there, it was like, actually, I didn't even know the, 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 the magnitude of what I was getting into. I. I, I loved Conan. I loved the Tonight Show. So when he took over the Tonight Show, it was like this is the best of both worlds or whatever. But oh, that's as, when you were on there. Yeah, when he had the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah, that's when oh, I wow. first got with him. Yeah, so it was like you know I was like this is great, but I still didn't understand the magnitude of what was going on. You know. Um, yeah, the takeover from Leno that was so tumultuous. The whole yeah. thing, and then the the little backstab move Leno Man, did, and the whole thing, and then just. After we got banned from television, we uh, <laughs> we went on tour, and that was like that's when I started going, okay, this is something else. Those Some, the, something else is happening right mm-hmm. now. There was know. the documentary they made about that tour. Yeah, it can't stop, and it revealed a side of Conan that I don't even think a lot of his diehard fans knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy is obsessed. Yeah, he's intense. Yeah, is and it? He was he was pissed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, like, how could you not be? Conan. Conan. Conan is all about laughs. Like laughs. I. Re- I remember one time, uh, at the show, I got super sick, and I was on my way to the hospital after leave work, and he was like, "How can we make this funny?" <laughs> I remember being in a wheelchair looking at him like, what? <laughs> That's always a tough thing to balance, though, is that, like, there's this inherent silliness that, like, is his comedic persona. Yeah. But then the pressure to deliver kind of is at odds with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a complex dude. Like, even writing for him, like, you have to you write a joke. And then you have to deconstruct the joke. So you you with him, you just don't write a joke. You got to write the joke. And then after it's written, then you also have to write how horrible the joke you just wrote was. 
<laughs> and so it's like it's like you, you gotta know, roast your own joke you gotta roast your own <laughs> joke that you wrote <laughs> it's a complex That's thing twisted. but but it but it's, it's it works it's worked for him for yeah. 30 years 25 years so when you were writing on the show did you focus more on doing like monologue jokes were you doing set pieces or what what was your best S- uh, sketch the sketch stuff sketch yeah yeah, yeah that's that, that was that was me but you know we'll help out with monologue if we had something but sketch was my my, my feel the move to tbs kind of freed everything up for you guys yeah uh, absolutely because he owned the show he went from working for a company to owning his own show you know and you know it gave him leeway to be a little freer too so yeah he left everything behind and just was like yo i want to rock with my own own show so that's what he did did you come from uh stand up specifically i know you did stand up but did you do any sketch before that yeah i did i was at second city in chicago we had this thing but i wasn't like like one of the key players of second city Mm -hmm. we we formed our own group called the forgotten city and we used to perform (laughs) at second city and they gave us a platform to perform every weekend like that's what we did and so yeah, that was. Like, so you that, learned, you're like, became an expert stuff. at Herald and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that was like me doing sketching. That was it. But I wasn't like full blown groundlings guy and, right. you know, like that or, or, or Second City guy like that. But when I got with Conan, Conan had no idea that I even written or did that. He hired me pure vibes only. Like he had no idea. I never submitted anything, nothing. Same thing with Andy Richter. He interviewed a lot of people, a lot of people, and he saw Andy in the elevator, and they just talked, and they had a good time in the elevator, and then they went and had coffee, and he hired him. No kidding? Really? Yeah, and the same thing with me. Like, I performed on the show, and he talked to me, like, probably 20 minutes, and then the next thing I know, my manager was like, he wants you to write for him. I was like, okay, like, write what? And they were like, (laughs) jokes. I'm like, what? Did that, did you like think for a second, like, well, that's a cool gig, but it's going to be hard for me to continue doing stand up at the rate I want? Oh, 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 I didn't want to do it. I almost, that's what I was saying earlier. I I didn't know the magnitude of what was going on because I I turned it down, really, in a sense, because I was used to waking up at, you know, two. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. On the bed at six, you know, just comic life, you know, and so. To wake up at six in the morning and be at work and work 12 hours to 16, 15 hours, mm-hmm. that was unheard of, you know. And so I just was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. But it was this black guy and this black girl that worked there. They were like a secretary and an IT guy. And I remember the secretary lady came in and she was like, here, I want to give you a business card. Welcome to Conan. And she closed my door and she was like, there's no black writers over there. You gotta make us look. Good. And I was like, no, don't put that on me right now. I'm about to quit. No. Then the You're IT our guy came. He was like, yeah, let me just hook up a computer. And he did the black look around. <laughs> we need black writers over there. I was like, no. All the pressure's on you. Right, right, You're the Jackie right. Robinson of jokes. No. <laughs> but it was because of those two that I stayed there. Next thing I know, I'm Emmy nominated and Writers Guild Awards. Yeah. I mean, because awesome. of those two people. Well, you've uh, definitely, you know, excelled at that. <laughs> now you're on the other side of the table yeah. and acting on Blackish. I mean, yeah. I, I would think that you are of two minds. 
that writing it makes you feel like the, the you got the cred because yeah. like you know when you're just doing the acting part of it you're like I'm getting all the glory <laughs> and I've made it but you still I I would bet that you probably have some ideas that are submitted well, do you well, get a writing credit for blackish no no i don't even i don't even write see, see another thing about me man anything i ever auditioned for i never got never it's always been off pure vibes of people i wasn't even going over to blackish to be on blackish mm -hmm. i went over there to write because i had another show called angie tribeca yes on tbs steve carell produced steve carell and rashida jones so i was waiting on us to start filming that and that's a crazy story too but uh i was waiting on that and they said they needed some writers over at uh, blackish to write for this guy named charlie which was charlie murphy mm -hmm. uh who passed away he was supposed to be, be the character and he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to leave his kids. And so I was going to write for the character. And Kenya Barris was like, man, can can you play this character? Like like one time? And I was like, hmm. all right, I'll do it. And then one time led to two, two yeah. led to four. And here we are. Yeah. And yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That is pretty cool. And that show is... Uh, it's fantastic, but it's hilarious. Like I love reading uh, reviews of, of shows like that, like on IMDb. And like if you pull it up right now, the first one, and this is just so emblematic of where we are right now. The first review on there, it's one star. I used to love this show, <laughs> right? They always they have to, they have to qualify it with. This show used to be great. Big fan. So used to be. My criticism, which is forthcoming, is rooted in my original fandom. Okay? This has merit. It has nothing to do with the fact that this show is about all black people. Okay? Now here's my review of the show. Here's my review of the show. <laughs> all right, now having qualified myself, all right? Here's what I think. Yeah, and they funny. say it has become political. It has become too political yeah. and it had too many social messages. Yeah. The show is called Blackish. Blackish. It's literally about What if a show was called Whitish? You right. get away with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. you know, Donald Trump said that. And, no, did he? And that was this. Oh. But look, that helped put us on the map. What he said, Donald Trump said when when we before we even aired an episode, he was like a show called Blackish. He was like, what if there was a show called Whitest? He was like, it's racist. And people wanted to watch after that. <laughs> Trump said that and put us on the map. Meanwhile, he got done with that tweet, and then he's like, what if there was a show called White? And then he right. like, calls his agent, Let's and he's like, it. it's I a know, show called White. Right, right, right. Jeff right, Sessions, right. call Weinstein. Wait. Uh, don't call him. No, don't right, call right, him. Right, 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 Dion right. Cole is uh, at the Improv all weekend long. I, I've uh, I've been a, a fan since I saw you on Conan, and I'm really Thank happy you. for your success, man. Thank you so uh, much. And, uh, and you're doing great stuff. And uh, did you see... The uh, the documentary about the Dana Carvey show. No. So I, I I would love to know your thoughts on it because where was this at? It's on it. Hulu and okay. it's about you know there was only seven episodes that aired. There was eight episodes created, but the writing staff he put together, he poached Smigel from then Conan yeah. and uh, or no SNL, and he poached Louis C.K. who was the head writer of Conan, mm -hmm. and then they got uh, who was the guy that was Starburns, Dino Stamanopoulos, or yeah. and basically the most avant-garde comedy writing crew ever assembled. Right. And it seems to me that so much of what Conan did 
is or has been doing now that he's on TBS aligns with that. Like right. there's nothing that's too out of bounds for right. being too weird. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's his whole that's his whole MO though, is like, you know. I remember he used to always tell me, he was like, it doesn't matter how they laugh. He was like, the goal is to make them laugh. It was yeah. like, even if you looked at it, it was like, this is stupid. You right. still laugh. Like, <laughs> right. like, yeah. He was like, I don't even care uh-huh. if they think it's stupid. Does there, uh, is there like uh, a lot of Harvard dudes in the room? Oh, yeah. Like, is, is, oh, is Brown, that intimidating? Brown University. When I first got over there, I used to try to write like them. When I first got there, it was so intimidating because they used to write these stellar jokes, man. Yeah. And I used to just be like... Oh my God, I was all out of my league. And then one day I was like, they was writing a, a bit for Andy Richter about October, Oktoberfest. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Drinking day or yeah. something? For I never heard, what, heard that in my <laughs> life. And I was like, that's a drinking day for Germans? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, why don't black people got a drinking day? And Conan and them was like, go, and, go, out, go out and say that on the show tonight. And I was, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> and that just became this thing where Blacktoberfest. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be in the writer's room and I just question something, sincerely question it, and they'll go, go say that. That's that what, but that's what I love about Conan is that he lets you deliver that message yeah. like he let you shine. Yeah, he, and, and it was like, it, it's, I, I promise you, if it's about the funny, he's there, and I don't care. At what cost? Yeah. It's so different from what guy, it used man. to be. Like, the, it used to be the host had to be, everything had to cer- uh, yeah, center around yeah. there being the funniest. Yeah, nah, nah. That's what makes that show so unique. Yeah, absolutely. He used to call us weapons. Like me <laughs> and La Bamba. He yeah. used to call us weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he'll be uh, performing uh, and uh, assaulting with, uh, with comedy weapon style all weekend long at the Improv. 412-462-5233, improv.com. Go check him out. Dion, it was a pleasure to meet you, man. It was a pleasure Thanks so much. to meet all you all. Thanks for having me. Right on. Have a great weekend. You all too. Uh, all right, we'll see you. Coming back, Benzie's got a sports update for you. On- DVE Sports. Tim Benz filling in for Mike Pursuta with your sports this morning on DVE. What's going on there, Betsy? Let's start with the Penguins. Uh, they play the Devils tonight at PPG Paints Arena. Uh, teams are on AT&T Sportsnet at 7 o'clock on television and on the X. Make sure you check that out with the pregame show starting at 6 after Mark Madden. They play again on Thursday. Matt Murray expected to be back in the net tonight for Pittsburgh after Casey DeSmith got the win against Montreal last time out two nights ago. In that game, Patrick Hornquist scored. Mike Sullivan talks about Hornquist's more refined game than perhaps what he gets credit for. Offensively, I think he's just a guy that that puts the puck on the net. He plays a simple straight-ahead game. He knows who he is. He knows what his strengths are, and he plays to him. I would say, suggest to you that most of his goals are probably within a foot and a half of the blue paint, and, and that's really you know what he brings to our team. But there are there are a handful where where he's just putting pucks on the net from the high slot, or and and he's got a sneaky shot. There's his 23rd of the year against the Canadians. We talked about this with Jason Mackey yesterday when he was on the program. How Hornquist has shown an ability to score off the rush, make a few passes, get ahead of the defense, score when he's being passed to on the rush better hands not just a guy you can park in front of the net and that's it i think we've seen more to his game this year and mm-hmm. sullivan also praised him very much on defense too some of those net front presence guys mm-hmm. you get so far down deep the puck goes the other way and maybe you don't get back in time but he's shown an ability to do that as well 
Last night, all the Metro. Which, with the way the defense has been playing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're going to need guys. And when you're out there with Geno, too, sometimes you have to clean up a few gambling errors, oh. if you will. Yeah, or he's in one of those moods where he's just skating figure eights around the ice. He's done a lot less of that this year, but it still does happen mm-hmm. on occasion. Metro Division contenders won last night, all of them. Washington, Columbus, and Philly. Ten in a row for Columbus now. Washington leads the division with 93 points. The Blue Jackets and Pens are four back of them. Flyers just a point back of those two in third. The Devils have 82 points, good for the last wild card spot as of now. Football, the Steelers, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, signed Dan McCullers. I, I don't know why. I don't get the fascination of I keeping this guy on the roster. Don't. You know, like This is the guy that was kept on the roster when they could have let him go to keep Harrison and right. just fire Harrison and just tell him to stay away from the facility if you wanted to have the extra roster spot. He was scratched for 10 games last year, and when he does play, he never plays. He started one game in his career. I'm baffled why this is such an important thing that they try to keep doing. Um, Ike Taylor out at the NFL Network officially. He had been suspended as part of that. Um, it's kind of basically like a Me Too thing that yeah. was going on there. Yeah. And uh, he, along with Heath Evans and I think Marshall Falk, were all suspended. And as of now, he's the first one of the bunch that I've seen to be permanently fired. Uh, moving on to college basketball, Pitt. They're meeting today as a group in the athletics office to figure out what to do next now that Dan Hurley has decided to go to UConn. Bill Koch of the Providence Journal says that part of the reason why Pitt is having a tough time finding a coach, there's, especially in the case of Dan Hurley, some inherent problems that are just difficult to overcome. I know it wasn't very long ago that, that Jamie Dixon had that program in pretty good shape, uh, but that was in the Big East. And I think the ACC might have changed things from the perspective that you know, in any given year, even if Pittsburgh has a great year, uh, they still figure to be struggling to overcome Duke and North Carolina and Louisville and Syracuse and Virginia and Notre Dame. It's a, it's a very, very different calculus in terms of coaching in the ACC. And if you missed it in the 6 o'clock hour, Koch told us during that podcast on Trib Live, $3.25 million, that's what Tom Crean took to go to Georgia after he talked to Pitt. Apparently, Hurley was offered more than that by Pitt, and he went to UConn anyway. He signed for two point seven five this year at Connecticut. Bob Huggins and the West Virginia Mountaineers taking on Villanova tonight in the Sweet 16. He says he's not going to change anything, even though he's going up against the number one team in the country. We don't change that much. You know, we we try to look and see if there's something we can take advantage of or something that they can take advantage of, and then we'll try to work with that. But the basic core of what we do, we don't change. Clemson and Kansas, Texas Tech versus Purdue, Duke-Syracuse, the other Sweet 16 games tonight. And guys, last hour I told you about the 61-point loss by the Memphis Grizzlies to the Sacramento Kings in the NBA, and we found some post-game audio here. And they're doing such a great job to be the worst <laughs> defensive squad in the league. You know, they're, they turn the puck over. You know, they have no vision. They're soft. soft. Like, I never see a bunch of defensemen soft like this. 140 to 79 was oh. the final score on that puppy again. He I had think. to be disappointing yeah. in a lots of guys. Very disappointing in the Grizzly. Thanks, Tim. You bet. Fowl's got news. Top of the hour. What do you got? Well, we'll talk about the most interesting excuses for people being late for work coming up. Flurries, upper 30s for the high. It's 25 at DVE. Crossroads Foundation. Great organization that helps kids who uh, otherwise wouldn't be able to transition into higher education, better situations. Plenty of Crossroads scholars around town. In order to raise money for Crossroads Foundation, they are launching 
Are You Smarter Than a Crossroads Scholar, a charity event April 7th at Safalos in Carnegie. I will be uh, participating to see if I'm smarter than a Crossroads Scholar. Spoiler alert, I'm not. <laughs> uh, me, uh, Emilio from Ezazu Salon. Ezazu. Oh, Emilio's the best. Uh, Lisa Sylvester and somebody from Channel 2, but I can't remember who. We're going to be there. Julie Find Grant. out. Uh, we're going to be there uh, as the uh, people who are going to be embarrassed by Crossroads Scholars, basically. Uh, the winning student will win a $500 college survival package. It's it's pretty cool. And uh, if you're in the audience, you can like participate in it by uh, being like a phone-a-friend type of person. You use a hashtag, cheats, and so you can play along while it's going on. It's going to be down at Cephalos uh, on April 7th. And once again, tickets for that available at CrossroadsFoundation.org. And uh, looking forward to that. That'll be a fun night. Where do you think you'll be the most embarrassed? Geography. Geography? Oh, okay. All right. You strike me as you would be strong in history. I'm decent. Sci- How about science? Bad in science and geography. Math. Yeah, math, I'm good. Really? Oh, I'd be I thought you said you were bad in geography. No, see, geography's not math. It is springtime, it so is. you, you got to be a little happy. The weather's breaking. There's, there's some good stuff going on, some good eats around town. Oh, of course. I tell you right now, it's, it's spring is coming to the burg, which means three things. You got Bucko's baseball, <laughs> putting the screens back in the windows, <laughs> and, and fish fry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. There ain't, nothing else in the spring. It ain't summer. Slow down. You making the rounds? Oh, of course I make the rounds. And I'm going to tell you, I make all my rounds, and no matter where I go, it's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard about all these yeah. these, these great fish fries, but every Friday you're going to find me at the worst one. The Browns have a better shot of winning the Super Bowl than I find a good fish fry. I'm t- you know the ones I'm talking about. You go in, you sit down in the lunchroom slash crab soccer field. <laughs> oh, you got that welcoming aroma of, of fried food, sweat. And aqua velvet smacked right in the face. These are getting hungry out there, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. The people that run these things, I'll tell you, the ones I go to, they don't. They know less about stuff from the fish from the sea than the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> None of them know how the hell to handle a deep fryer. That's an accident waiting to happen. It's going to explode. Luckily. Most of the time, you're in a fire hall, so you're covered. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can handle that in-house. But Pittsburghs, we love the fish fries, don't we, Pittsburgh? Oh, we love it. I that. mean, if for nothing, no other reason, we got to put that on, check into them on our social media accounts. Like, that's supposed to make our former Pittsburgh friends, <laughs> who now live in Florida and California, all jealous, which it don't. <laughs> but I still love them. And that's why, Bill... Val, yeah. Mike, I come up with a nice little tribute song to the fish oh, fry. Wow. Good. And wow. It's, kinda, it's, it's fitting for the springtime. Wow. You, know, you guys so like, to, like to hear it. Absolutely. A little short tribute song. You guys can sing it at your fish fry this time. <laughs> it's called Take Me Out to the Fish Fry. Oh, good. Nice. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me get in here. You have to do any voice uh, warm-ups or anything? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Next American Idol. <laughs> Take me out to the fish fry where there's dinner at three. <laughs> Buy me some lushki with cheese and mac. Ain't got no chicken, so get off their damn backs. Yins just eat right next to ten grandmas. You'll be so blessed if none die. For it's one, two, six weeks of Lent for the old Fish 
Right. Yeah. And the buck goes right to bat. There yeah. we go. Yeah, it's the DV morning show. Fish, fish fry uh, Friday. Only got two more tonight and next Friday. Is Good Friday Fish Fry Day? Uh, I think yeah. We, I don't know. Do churches do it on? Sorry, I'm, I turned on the mics in here, Joe. You want to take it over there? Okay. All right. Joe's got us. Sorry. It's old habits die hard, Val. We're doing a little transition and, uh, you know. Got to get used to the new uh, methods. Anyways, next Friday certainly is a fish fry day. It's a holy day, but that doesn't mean you can't go get the fish. Are you supposed to fast on Good Friday? I don't know the Catholic it, rules. Between 12 and 3. Oh, okay. Really? Just, yeah, because that's like the when it all went hours. down. That's when it went down. Between noon and 3, that was when all the stuff happened. So, which is what happened? Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Which is Easter? Which Witches. What? Which is which, which is, is Easter? Easter? Which day? Uh, which Sunday is April Easter? 1st. In hell, that's oh, it's a, okay. Next Sunday. I thought it was the one after that, which would have put Easter and WrestleMania on the same day, which feels inappropriate. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, probably not smart. So it's your last chance to get out there. I have not been to a church fish fry this year. Uh, I'm going to effort to get to once, and I, I wanted to go to the Elks. To get one there. That, that's a good one. They we say. were in Turtle Creek last week, and I saw three signs. There, I wonder for different they... fish, and that's not like a huge community. But there's three different places to go get fried. Well, they they fish it right out of the creek. Is that what happens? And, yeah, what? It's not a turtle fry. Mm-mm. I wonder if fish fries are as popular in other cities. I mean, because Lent is everywhere, but I, I don't remember it being so huge when I grew up. I think it's it big in, in like Pittsburgh. midwestern kind of towns, like smaller. I mean, cities. it's crazy here. Yeah, but I don't know another religious tradition that transcends the actual religion and affects everybody else's diet quite the way that Lent does. Because everybody gets down with the fish fries. You don't have to be Catholic for that. Right. You're like, oh yeah, it's that time of year. And they're no, doing fish me, fries. I lo- I'll go crazy. I prefer to do it in like uh, the Elks or a VFW or back in Erie would have been the Polish Falcons because then you can like gamble. <laughs> like someone will come around well, with, they drink with in a the tip churches, board. Oh, I know. Which shocked me the first time I saw it. Val, they drink during the mass in the churches. <laughs> I, I, want, I don't even remember what Catholic church it was. It was years ago. I'm like, oh, my God, they have beer here? It's so funny when people will come up and be like, did you ever try the fish sandwich? At, at Like, as soon as you bring up fish sandwich, everyone has like five go-tos. And inevitably, there are three places I have never heard of at all. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, you got to go to uh, you got to go to Thompson's up in Boston. Boston, PA. Yeah, that's the best place to go. You're like, I've never heard of this place. There's a defunct church, but in the uh, basement, they fire up the grills every uh, every Lent. I lost my go-to, which was at uh, was it Armand's? Armand's in, uh, Bloomfield. in Bloomfield. They that, closed that, down the kitchen. Finally, closed yeah. that place. It was the home of the like the world's best fish sandwich. No, it's open, but they don't make food anymore. What does and that I, mean? They just serve drinks. They just serve drinks. And- <laughs> So they had to change the sign because the sign was a fish. Now the sign's gone. Yeah, the sign was a fish. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Like I pointed yeah. out last week, when you say world's best, you know, people have got to be coming in and be like, you know, congratulating you right away. Congratulations. Hey. Yeah. You worked hard. It paid off. Well, we'll have the fish. Gotta but no more of Needs now. Needs is the uh, the gold standard by most people's account. You it, you brought up the Pramani's fish sandwich, which oh, they, yeah. I don't think they normally have it on the menu. I'm not 100% Solid. sure. Really good. That was really good. Yeah. Val caught me 
eating it outside like I was ravaging the box. Oyster House is another place. The beer batter, I think, is better than the breaded. Yes. Um, just about every place will have some fish specials, though. Today, yeah. Uh, I'm down with that. I like that. The fish and chips. The place, the pub and chip shop next to... On the south side? Piper's. Awesome. I had it. Totally awesome. I like going with the malt vinegar, though. I like, you know... Going uh, UK style on that stuff. You guys ever had Long John Silvers? No. <laughs> How's so that? good. good I, f- I found one recently. It was shocking. Where uh, by the Century Three Mall? By uh, by Kennywood. It's it's half oh, yeah. Long Johns and half A and W root yeah. beer store. I was like, hush puppies. Now I haven't had one in eight years. Wait a minute, at A and W root beer store. What are you getting there? A restaurant. Yeah, just yeah, like, like burgers. A, and... It's like a fast food yeah. joint. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. It's well, also going to be a Toys R Us. <laughs> well, get your fish uh, while you can tonight and next Friday. Last two ones, and then Jesus is resurrected and no more fish. <laughs> That's what he said. First wait, thing. Wait. First thing when he came out. Guys, that no fish, more fish. Then. I taught you to fish. You got to make your own fish fry now. <laughs> Val, how's your news next? What are you going to be talking about? We're going to talk about the strangest excuses people have for being late for work. Nevada Colors in the Coffee House. They're going to be performing at the 7th Annual Cure Rock Concert, which takes place next Friday at the Hard Rock Cafe, Station Square. I'll be the MC for the evening with the alternate ro- alternate roots, Working Breed, and Nevada Color, who you will hear coming up TV. It's 25 degrees at DVEM Val Porter. A new career builder survey is revealing... An interesting list of excuses employees use for their tardiness. Employees have used excuses like, I was here, but I fell asleep in the parking lot, (laughs) which I can see that happening. Um, Uh, Yeah. There are mornings where I feel if I sit there for more than five seconds, I could probably fall back asleep. I just can't imagine getting here and staying in my car for more than five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. One of the mainly because I'm running in to hurry up and right. make sure I'm on air. One of the perks of being just a little late is <laughs> not thinking it's a good time for a nap. My fake eyelashes were stuck together. I've used that. Mm. An astrologer warned of a car accident on a major highway, so I took the longer, slower back roads. Well, you can't argue with medicine. Someone said <laughs> my op- my coffee was too hot. I couldn't leave until it cooled down. Valid. It was too cold out. Valid. Also valid. One person said he accidentally <laughs> drove to his old job. The problem was he hadn't worked there for five years. Um, I have 100% turned the wrong way coming to work before. Really? Because, yeah, one road, like from my house, is how I would go downtown mm-hmm. or south side or anywhere. And uh, the other one comes to work. And for sure, I've been half thinking, like, and I just turned the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, look at me going to Market Square for some reason. Did you ever work in Market Square? I did, yes. Uh, It was too cold, though, so I took a nap in my car. (laughs) One guy who was late for work complained of morning sickness. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's when I had it, so apt. (sighs) Technically. Yeah. A vacation from your phone? Well, if you need to break up with your phone for a few days and you just don't think you can resist the temptation on your own, there are now travel companies that will gladly take your money and help you disconnect. There's one travel company called Off the Grid. It offers group trips and adventures. No phones allowed at all. When, uh, when, their, like it. when their trips initially went on sale, they immediately sold out. Have you seen the show High Maintenance on HBO? No. Great show. No. Highly recommended. Who's in it? 
Uh, it's sort of independent. Not okay. not a lot of stars. Occasionally, occasionally there'll be an actor or an actress that you know. Uh, at any rate, one of and it's just different vignettes about New York City. And the through line is that it's this guy dealing pot to all these people, and then whoever he deals pot oh. to, you see their story for that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the uh, storylines last week was about a guy who was addicted to his phone, and he was like looking for a way to get out of it, and he saw another guy on a flip phone. So he's like, "That's it." So he got this flip phone and started using flip phone. But for some reason, the text coming out of the flip phones was like, it gets messed up in transition. So the text wasn't coming out right. You have like that and amp. Yes, the ampersand thing is all messed up or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they fixed that. But when I was watching that, I was really thinking like, this could be a big help to me. (laughs) I need to just get a phone that texts and calls. Nope. No? It won't work. Why? Because uh, we're too we're too far in. All I want on my phone, although Twitter and Instagram are the two things I like looking at in line at Giant Eagle. You know, Twitter is just my immediate go to when killer. I, I have yeah. half a second I have to occupy. It's I killer. was I was saying to Randy yesterday. For some reason, I just to me that is the best interface of any of the social media platforms. I just the timeline, the way you can just scroll through it. It's nothing better than that. And there's no end, which I is need, why I can stay on it for hours. I need the, the maps on my phone. I have actively deleted the parts of my brain that remember where things are. I, like if, if I did not have GPS, I could probably get home, but it would not be a guarantee. <laughs> home. Yeah. You can't get home. Yeah. Like, well, I know I live up there somewhere. You no, I, I mean, because I, I think, look, we're, I'm bad at that. I've always been bad at direction, so I'm not trying anymore. I'm just, I'm, nope, I'm not trying. The phone can do it. <laughs> right. A randy couple in Ohio was arrested last weekend after they decided a school playground would be a good place to have sex. Seesaw. 23-year-old Jacoby <laughs> Schmidt and 22-year-old Ashley Corelli enjoyed a little afternoon delight in full view of about a dozen kids at an elementary school. Police uh. got a 911 call reporting the naked adults having sex on school grounds. When officers arrived, they found the couple still going at it mm-hmm. and placed them under arrest for public indecency and disorderly conduct. As they were led away in handcuffs, they tried to explain to officers, well, they didn't know that you couldn't have sex There's in, no, there in broad daylight are, in at the elementary school. No signs. <laughs> I mean, I That'll guess... That'll be the next thing. No their focus is admirable, but, you know... That's it. That's that should be illegal. Someone's looking over it like, is. wow, he's yeah. really pushing her on that springy horse thing. <laughs> oh, a Texas TV station is apology <laughs> apologizing after a vulgarity laced interruption aired during a news broadcast. It happened this past Monday night on KRIS six in Corpus Christi when the nightly news was interrupted by a black screen with someone speaking vulgarities, which might have happened here about an hour ago. Uh, I haven't seen you look that terrified in quite some time. (laughs) Val came sprinting into the room. The The Germans are coming. The mics are on. Well, the reason I look so panicked, because there could easily be an F-bomb or worse fly. It's amazing there wasn't. It's just incredible. Amazing there wasn't. It was a simple enough question. I think Tim asked Sean a question, and it was about a movie... Right. And so there was just some light conversation going on. But easily, I think a big part of there not being an F-bomb was that Randy and I weren't really speaking. <laughs> yeah, we were both kind of looking at stuff. Yeah. And I didn't hate the movie that much. If the movie had been worse, 
There uh, would have been no shot. That would have been great. You would have never got a blurb then. Yeah. <laughs> the company that owns a TV station says it was caused by technical and human error and led to reprimands, a suspension, and someone being fired. The station also says it has put safety measures in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. Thrill List put together a list of the, quote, 101 dishes that changed America which this will probably create some debate. Uh, basically, the foods people in this country invented that became staples on menus forever or started major trends. We won't, of course, go over all Top 101, 10. but some of the highlights include the hot dog. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> invented in 1916. I saw this thing somebody did online. You know those super fast uh, recipe things, that videos they show? Yeah. Uh, one was oh, like this. Those. It was like a pickle corn dog where you take a hot dog and you hollow out a pickle and then you put oh. the, you, you like stick the hot dog, the hot dog into the pickle. Into the pickle. Yeah, so you make the pickle look like the Goodyear blimp and you stick the hot the dog pickle. in the middle of it and you dip it in a batter yeah. and then deep fry it like huh. real Whoa. quick and you got a corn dog with a pickle in the middle of it. Huh. Just a thought, Val. What kind of psycho th- saw a corn dog and was like, ah, I could do it better. And was like, ah, oh, we should make it pickle laden. I mean, the sheer <laughs> ambition. The Reuben. Underrated sandwich. Though the problem with the Reuben is it is that's your day. It's a lot to handle. It's <laughs> what did you do today? I ate a Reuben. Right. Enough said. Yeah. And then you gotta go lay down. Yeah. That's the thing. People think about it for lunch. That has to be a dinner sandwich. Why? Because you because can't it, move. There's, there's no there's afternoon. The day, after. oh, the day see, is done. I have to eat a big meal in the lunchtime, so it has all day to digest. So you don't get the GERD before bedtime. Right. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like a python. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it Val is not going to be able to sleep if the she GERD is crushes kicking. crushes it up and <laughs> like just a snake. Big, right. <laughs> a Reuben, it takes a week to digest. Reuben-influenced uh, GERD. Oh, she unhinges her jaw and eats it whole without <laughs> chewing it. <laughs> she unhinges her jaw. Cheese steaks. Phenomenal. Changed we, America. We were talking about steakums the other day. Yeah. And how it's, it's not really food? It's not, but it's still really good. Oh, yeah. Like a steak. I like. If you do steakums with onions and mushrooms. Not food, but, food is some of the best food I've ever had. I mean, the grease from that stuff is a little Exxon Mobile-y, but yeah. steakums are so great. I don't know how much beef is in them, but they're good. I was I was in Philly, and people kept telling me, no, ignore the big guys, go to Tony Luke's or go to Jim's. I thought Pat's was the best. Jim's, is, is it South Street? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I had three in three days, Pat's was, I thought Pat's was the winner. Me and my dumb friends were so dumb, we went there and we're like, we'll take cheesesteaks back home to Pittsburgh because we had an early morning flight. We were there for some charity thing the night before, and we're just too hungover to go get them. So we went and uh, are too drunk the night before to go get them. We're like, we'll get them, take them on the plane. So we transferred them in the overhead compa- compartment oh. of the flight from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. Well, at least it wasn't a dog. It smelled up the <laughs> entire plane, though. I mean, the whole plane stunk, and everybody was pissed at us. Yeah, like onions and you know everyone yeah. felt like they're like you, you knew what you did. You yeah, we really just sat back it. there and shamefully it's not put like a like, lavender uh, sachet. No, right. it was bad. It's a meat sachet, but it was they were from gyms, and also they don't transfer cheesesteaks. 
Don't you have to eat them? Soggy. Yeah, there's they a, don't travel well. There's a lot of food that is not worth taking home. I I was at Eaton Park, and my friend was like, "Don't leave that fried zucchini. Take it to go, and then put it in the oven. If you microwave it, no, put it in the yeah, oven. Yeah, and then crisp it back up. I don't want to spend half an hour on three zucchini planks tomorrow. Well, it's then, just then not you don't want it. it enough. This is yeah. why you buy the toaster oven. Uh, yeah. That you resign yourself to destroy every six months, and you just let that grease flap around in there as you heat those things up real quick, <laughs> cut them in half. That's where you make the best pizza bagels is in a toaster oven. I love a good cheesesteak that, for some reason, I don't know if your pizza shops had cheesesteaks like this, but mine did. They had the, the cheesesteak that was kind of like a barbecue sauce. I know what you're talking about. I don't so, like that. You don't like nope. it? No. Oh, my God. I love nope. it. Because then Arby's tried to emulate that. Arby, the, whatever that sauce is on an Arby's beef and cheddar, I never want to know is what it is. Is it the leftover gel? It's some weird, like, barbecue tangy sauce. Mm-hmm. They put, you know what That's I'm talking not about? Arby's sauce? No. Or it, horsey it, sauce no. or whatever? I love is Arby's sauce. Is it au sauce. jus? I, it's not au jus. It's, it's whatever it is, it makes the sandwich, but I don't like it on any other cheesesteak like... Uh, um, sandwich just yeah. the arby's one that's why i didn't name the place i don't want anybody to, to feel shamed or anything like that that was nice of you here's a pretty good one chocolate chip cookies yeah thank you're welcome oh is that us i didn't realize that yep nachos <laughs> of course oh, oh, oh yeah mexico we're yeah. gonna make it easier yeah we're gonna dump a bunch of stuff on our chips we got open face sandwiches we're gonna open face your taco buffalo wings yeah i mean that is really a culinary delight Loaded potato skins. Not a fan at all. No. They, they had a moment. It's like in yeah. 1998, you, yeah, you wanted mean, a loaded potato skin. You really kind of have to be in high school to eat those. There's, it's just too heavy for an app. And this is one I was never able to get in on. Chicken and waffles. It's really good. Oh, my I like God. That. I just now got around to it. It's amazing. Carmela's in the South Side has them on Sundays. It's good. The sweet. And the oh, and the salty or the yes. savory, I don't know if I can. I think get the Whitfield at the Ace has them too. First time I had it was at this place, Yardbirds in Miami. That's the that's, that's the, the place. That's the spot. That place is ridiculous. It was a breakfast, and it was just it's the best chicken. Uh, so damn good in America. Apparently, they're now at the concession stand at the waterfront movie theater. Like popcorn, nachos. That's a lot of food. Chicken and waffles. Imagine eating chicken and waffles. I'm just watching Black Panther and having chicken and waffles. Well, some <laughs> of Nothing the theaters, weird about this. I know the theater um, in Robinson has like a, ta- it's like a school desk. Oh, yeah. It has yeah. a little table tray. Yeah, those are phenomenal. By the way, side note, why aren't there fi- Fresh Fry Friday food trucks? There huh? probably are somewhere. Probably, yeah. All right, finish this. We got to get to the uh, band. Table side guacamole. I'm so embarrassed for the person who has to make guacamole next to me. Like, I'm some stupid. Like, what am I, royalty? They come out with that stone bowl. Yeah. And the little, <laughs> whatever that baton is. Let's just put one of those little paper Burger King <laughs> crowns on you. Vessel. Here you go, my liege. <laughs> and you make have this to, in front of you. And I, I feel like I have to feign a more normal conversation. I have to stop saying, yep. in the fourth Harry Potter book, what really happened with um, <laughs> But I mean... Uh, the economy, that's the thing. I end up making like grandma sounds. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh that's at, how that wow, happens. Wow, look at what he's doing. Oh, onion. <laughs> oh. Who knew? The Bloomin' Onion. Bloomin' oh. Onion has 3,000 calories in it. At least. 
Uh, Wait, I got to double check that. And Because uh, my buddy ate one after golfing one day. He's like, <laughs> I love these. I'm like, dude, you just ate two days worth. I would like them better if they were the onion was cooked more. Yeah. Like if it was real soggy. Like They'll do whatever ring. you want there. They don't. Where do you get the Outback had one? That's I the remember. only place I know. I mean, and then other... Damon's had that disgusting the onion loaf. loaf. That's right. <laughs> oh. It was like a brick. Yeah. Uh, and the... Uh, the cronut. By the way, oh, I never got down with those. No. They're all right. The... What is that? A croissant donut? Yeah. I mean, the regular donut is pretty good. So uh, the Bloomin' Onion has. Oh, it's only 800 calories. That's much less than I thought. What? <laughs> but what about the sauce? One bite of it? <laughs> 58 grams of fat, 22 grams of saturated fat, 1,520 milligrams of sodium. Mm. That doesn't include the dipping sauce. That's just the deep fried onion. So you got to wear like open-toed sandals if you eat that stuff because <laughs> your feet are going to swell. We got to go upstairs. The Point Park University stage, the Permanis DVE Coffee House, a great band here today. I've seen them uh, a few times and uh, the first time I saw them was I saw you guys play at James Street one time and I was like, holy cow, these guys are unbelievable. And then come to find out like uh, I was so late to the party because uh, you had such a great fan base and uh, Nevada Color upstairs right now. Quinn, Max, Adam, Chris, and Druva all uh, on hand. How you guys doing up there? We're doing great. How are you? Right on. Very well. Very well. Cure Rock next Friday at the Hard Rock. I'll see you guys there. I'll see you there. Yeah, March 30th. And uh, that, of course, is the great show that uh, raises awareness and funds for the fight against childhood cancer through live music. So uh, now... One of you guys drove an Uber. One of you guys picked me up in an Uber one time. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> was it yeah, Max? Yeah, Max. Yeah. Dude, I did that, you have your own music on the stereo? No, no, no. No, right. he didn't. Because that would have been a party foul. No, but I was sitting That's in the back, star. and I think I was like, dude, you're the guy from the band, and I like jumped up front. I, I think I remember yeah, that. Right. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. you holding? All right, so anyways, Quinn, Max, Adam, Chris, and Druva are Nevada Color. What do you guys got for us right now? Uh, this is a brand new song. It's called Start. All right, good deal. You're going to love this band. Here's Nevada Color, DVE.
Tim Benz filling in for Mike Pursuta this morning with Sports on DVE. Penguins, Devils tonight, 7 o'clock in the X. They play again on Thursday. Matt Murray, we expect him back in the net tonight for Pittsburgh. Jake Gensel broke an 11-game goalless drought on Wednesday night during the win against the Montreal Canadiens. Whenever you go a couple games where you're not producing, you get pretty sick of the tires. So um, it's definitely nice to to get a couple on the board. It's been a while for sure, so um, whenever you see it in the going net, it gives you a little confidence, and uh, hopefully they come in bunches now. Suddenly feels a little bit more important after last night. A 93-point total now for the Caps after they won. The other two teams contending with Pittsburgh in the Metro to catch the Caps 1-2. Columbus has 10 straight victories. The Flyers getting a win, so that means 89 points apiece for Pittsburgh and Columbus in second. The Flyers just a point back in third. Jersey still sniffing around as well with 82 points in the final wildcard spot. Uh, Just to reiterate this one, we mentioned it earlier in the program. Definitely should bring it up again. Congratulations to Ed Olchick. NBC broadcaster, former Pittsburgh Penguins analyst and coach. He is now cancer-free. He made that announcement during a broadcast last night in in Chicago. We all knew about his cancer fight. Uh, I think everybody who knows Edzo likes Edzo. Mm -hmm. So we're all very happy to hear that news. Uh, NFL news as well. The Steelers, for reasons unbeknownst to human comprehension, have signed Dan McCullers (laughs) for one more year. Mike Wallace goes to the Eagles. Jeanette Product turned NFL wide receiver Terrell Pryor signs to the Jets. Might still be the best quarterback on that team, come to think of it. And then there's Pitt basketball. Uh, Rhode Island coach Dan Hurley spurns Pitt. They reportedly offered him more than $3.25 million. Uh, Tom Crean got that offer and took it at Georgia. Pitt upped it, apparently, to Dan Hurley, according to Bill Koch of the Providence Journal. He said, no, I'm going to UConn anyway. Rhode Island AD Thor Bjorn thought the Rams made a pretty good offer as well. It was an aggressive offer and uh, one that we felt really good about and one that we, you know, dealt with and talked about internally that that uh, we think that uh, if we're going to, if we we're going to continue to attract uh, or keep Dan at, a, at, a, at URI, we're going to have to get aggressive. We've done that and uh, I have zero regrets on the offer that we made. If you think I just played that soundbite because I wanted to say Thor Bjorn out loud on the radio, you're absolutely correct. Thor Bjorn. That, it's that not sounds like a Nordic as... bad guy in a James Bond movie or something, doesn't it? Uh, uh, Thor will be Rebjorn in Avengers Affinity War <laughs> yeah, coming up next week. He's going to say if they do like a side story with Thor where he just has a kid and has to carry his baby around in a Bjorn. <laughs> I got to put this hammer down. Baby's heavier than I thought. They were going to build him a building if he stayed. They were going to rebuild the building if he stayed in Rhode Island. Instead, he goes to Yukon. Now... The pit higher-ups are all meeting to figure out what to do next. I, I think I know who their next candidate is. I had a dream I was in heaven, and my mother spoke to me. She showed me a brand new way to score a basket. She called it the alley-oop. <laughs> she spoke to me, and she said, With this gift, you will win fourth place. There's no way Pitt's ever getting to fourth place again. <laughs> Sweet 16, Michigan and Florida State will play each other for the right to go to the Final Four. They're in the Elite Eight against one another. The Wolverines took out Texas A&M. The Seminoles outlast Gonzaga. In the other bracket, Cinderella story. Loyola Chicago stays alive, beating Nevada. And Kansas State holds off Kentucky. I'm so mad at CBS. They never show Ashley Judd when they lose. Only when they're winning, when she's yep. cheering and jumping around. <laughs> when they lose, they never show her, and that's improper journalism. Yeah. Come on. We need crying Ashley Judd. We talked about too many crying kids on television during the games. Give me crying Ashley Judd for crying out loud. <laughs> she could be the new Piccolo girl. Uh, I just hope I never see Sister Jean cry. That's all I care about. Right, you can't have that. Well, no one wants that. 
I hope I never see Winona. Oh, oh. Elite Eight, by the way, right now, three teams are in. Four teams are in. Three of them are nine seeds or worse. Two nines and 11 thus far. Crazy. Games tonight, WVU and Villanova, of course. Uh, then there's Texas Tech against Purdue. You got the game uh, between, let's see, your Kansas and Clemson at 7 o'clock to start things off. And then, of course, we are all orange tonight. A loss for Duke is a win for America, so everybody has to get behind Jim Beheim and the Syracuse Orange. There's a, a good thing in watching a good defensive team. Uh, if you're an offensive guy, then you're not going to like it, probably. But if you if you like defense and you see good defense, you know it's it's fun to watch. Come on, he's practically waving like an orange terrible towel there. Defense wins championships. <laughs> For the first time ever, I feel like the world is behind Syracuse to beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. Tim Benz, thanks so much, man. Appreciate right. it. Thanks yeah, for having me this week. This Appreciate week, it. Uh, the man Nevada Color in the coffee house. One more from them on the way for you. DVE. It is the DVE morning show. Smell my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Smell mine first. Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Get, give me for a second. I don't smell dogs anymore. Maybe you've been away a long time. Maybe I didn't come up there and tell you. I just want you to smell my dog, real quick. Come on, come on, smell the dog. On the way for you, Nevada uh, <laughs> Color will be performing live. Uh, Sean Collier, you have a big uh, stand-up show this weekend. Yeah, it is the first uh, edition of uh, a show uncreatively titled "Sean Collier Presents" at Arcade Comedy Theater. Uh, Bill and I were talking about this off-air. You know, we did we did the loaded thing for years. There's always great showcases going on yep. that show all of the local guys. The thing I wanted to add to that was a chance for Pittsburghers to see some of the most talented people here do their full show. Get to stretch their legs a little right. bit. Uh, and that's what we're doing here. So we're going to have some of the best people in town perform full headlining sets. Uh, and starting with Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle. Will be at uh, Arcade tomorrow night, 9 p.m. show. He will headline the first installment of Sean Collier Presents. We also have Samantha Bentley. Uh, That's the Mr. Wednesday theme song. Oh, there he is. Yeah. And it, it, for a lot of people that listen to Jeff on the radio yeah. that have never seen him live, you got to go see him. He might be the best writer of comedy in town. He's, his stuff is uh, I so argue great. With you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll be headlining. Very funny Samantha Bentley, a feature set. Uh, we're going to have Osha Dwyer do a guest set. I will be hosting the show and hoping to get this going as a, a regular thing at Arcade. Bill Crawford will be headlining a, a show in April. But tomorrow night, Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday at Sean Collier Presents Arcade Comedy Theater, 9 p.m. You can get tickets right now. I just tweeted out the link. That's at Sean Collier PGH. And as a reminder, Arcade, BYOB. Cure Rock is next Friday at the Hard Rock Cafe, and Nevada Color will be one of three bands performing that night, along with uh, the Working Breed, not the, just Working Breed and the Alternate Roots, and Nevada Color upstairs in the Point Park University stage, Permanis DVE Coffee House right now. Uh, you guys got one more for us? Yes, sir. What are we going to hear? This song is called Strangers. First time we'll ever perform it. This is the first time ever. Oh, yes, so people can't hear this, love it, and then go buy it. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. But stay tuned. But they they can get excited about seeing you perform it once again next Sneak Friday. Peek. It's first time ever performed. You guys practiced it, though, right? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Night and day. I don't know if you wrote it between the last song and now, and you're <laughs> like, you know what? Impressive. Got five chords. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> here they are. One more time. Nevada Color, DVE.
That was awesome. Oh. Nevada Color. Great stuff. We'll see yeah, you next man. Friday at the Hard really Rock. Enjoyed that. Make sure you check out uh, what they have uh, available at Nevada Color on Facebook, on Instagram, Nevada Color Music, and uh, go see them live. That sounded great, guys. Thank you so much. Right on. That was they're badass, yeah, That was really man. good. They're really good. Uh, on the way next week, more stuff, including our friend Bill Burr live in studio. Oh, no, that's two weeks, isn't it? Yeah. God, I'm so confused with everything. Next weekend's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. It's Holy Week. Did you know that, Val? The whole week. The whole week? Yeah, it's Palm mean? Sunday this Sunday. Palm Sunday. Bring in the palms. No, not those palms. Oh. Salt. What, what do you do for Holy Week? I I put out a nice, lovely uh, buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll be over. Yeah. More no of, meat, though, right? No, it's more of a can't breakfast. Have, more yeah. of like a frittata. Type yeah. of uh, oh, well, assembly. Go out for steaks then on Friday because you can start eating meat again. No, I mean I haven't been to church in a long, 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 long time, but I cannot get the f- Friday during Lent thing out of my head. So I've only had one infraction so far. I really feel like I'm going to hell if I eat meat on a Friday. If it's <laughs> like the only option, it's get, like if I have to go way out of my way to not eat meat, then I won't do it. So that. Something happened where I was like, "All right, I have to eat this." But otherwise, I'm I'm good. I'm I have one blemish on my Friday in Lent record right now, and I'm not looking to mess with that. So do not tempt me with meat today, Val. She come oh, to I my won't. church. Why? And, you, you, maybe you'll get your religious groove back. Are it's a, way different. You're a pescatarian? Yeah. No, Presbyterian. Yes. What's that? We only eat chicken and fish. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Every day. We only eat at the cafeteria. It's always Lent. <laughs> right. No, it's it's it's, it's a way nice, looser. Yeah. Than the Catholic it Church. It's a what, great little community. Catholicism by convenience. Where's the pathos in that? You gotta have that fire and ritual. It's you gotta yeah, have no. restrictions. You have to be denied. You well, to, you know, the big ones are still there, but like yeah. what? Like, you know, you the Ten Commandments. Oh, you have all ten? Yeah, we got all ten. There's Do some the Catholics good ones. have more? We pro- we have so many. We have amended. It's like the Constitution. <laughs> they get obscure. <laughs> it's like the catch that. rule. It's like the NFL catch rule. There's yeah, subsections and it's hard. Yeah, got to make a football move. That's with right. The tablets. You don't actually get charged with a sin with adultery unless you take someone else's wife to the ground, or you have the ability to take their wife. Right. Saint right. Peter's up there throwing a red flag. That's right, challenging your sins. Well, yeah. If I take up whittling, did I carve a graven image or not? I don't know how. 
I don't know how that translates. Here's the thing about your religion that's better than mine is that you guys don't have confession, and I don't like no. going to some no, d- priest right and telling him guy. what I did because I don't. I know he's like, eh, no, I have special powers now, and I'm like, no, you don't. No, I don't think no, you do. All you do is have compromise. You guys, on me. yeah, get to walk exactly because then they have that all uh, right. You know, they over know what everybody did because I was always afraid. Like the priest was like. Uh, you know, at the fish fry, when I was in grade school, would look over and see me and, and uh, Julie so and so. Giving you the he'd be like, uh huh. I know about yeah. you two. I see. You. I know what's going on. If you don't support this fish fish fry, everybody's gonna find out. Yeah, and then you're being the back of the bulletin. The penance was always like, say five hail marys, ten our fathers, and I need you to take the garbage out. Which I always thought was like, really? Well, everybody has to chip in. But you guys, basically, you can walk in the church, open the door, and go sorry. And all of your sins are yeah. absolved. It's kind of like that, yeah. We don't have to take out the trash. That's way better than what we got. Jesus died for our recycle bins. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks to uh, Nevada Caller. Thanks to comedian Dion Cole. He's really funny. He's at the Improv this weekend. Go Good check dude, him out. too. Really cool. And thanks, Sean Collier. Your big show tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Arcade Comedy Theater. Sean Collier presents starring Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle with Samantha Bentley and Osha Dwyer. 9 p.m. Get your tickets now. Go to my Twitter, at Sean Collier PGH. There's the link. Don't buy them at the door. Walk in knowing that you have a ticket to Sean Collier Presents. Special thanks to Tim Benz for filling in the last three days for Mike Pursuta. Appreciate you getting up early and putting in a whole, all the hard work, man. You bet. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me anytime I can come on. And uh, once again, uh, extending our sympathies, condolences to the family of Mike Pursuta. His mom passed this past weekend at the age of 94. And uh, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, I'll say. And yeah, she yeah. was, you know, just uh, uh, as smart sharp and the... sharp as Mike is right uh, to the very end. So, so this is a good, good shift. Pursuit yes. Pursuit's mom for 94 years is a good yep. shift. No doubt about it. And uh, so condolences. And uh, Mike um, will be back at some point next week. All right. Michelle's coming up next. Electric lunch at noon. Anything else? Did I miss anything, Val? I mean, I missed a lot. But is there anything mm-hmm. that I can make it up for, if, for right now? If anybody is listening as far east as Easton, PA, I will be performing tomorrow night with Kathleen Madigan at the State Theater of the Performing Arts in Easton. What a great gig that is for yeah, you. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You're doing shows with Kathleen now? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's great. She's one of my all-time favorites, man. She's, so funny. She's a legend. So what theater is that again? It's the State Theater of the Performing Arts in Easton. Very which cool. Which I don't know. I mean, it's like, I don't, it's close to Bethlehem. Hey, it's Holy Week. I think uh, they built Hopefully that. Hopefully there will be some room in the end. <laughs> if built- you ride in on a donkey, you get in free. <laughs> That's nice. Didn't they build that to bring Danny Hurley there? And then it didn't yeah, work it's out. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Then he went Turned to UConn anyway. Tried forever to get that stupid joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we should do? We should do what Dion Cole was talking about, where if you make a joke, you have no, to you say, like, say why the joke is about a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Uh, all right. Instead of just having the listeners do it for us. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll Twitter. take away. Actually, what a way to disarm those people on Twitter. Yeah. I like this you can't one- make fun of me if I make fun of myself first. It was very uh, uh, heartening, I guess, this morning when uh, uh, we were on the air without knowing it. The mics were hot. And we were talking, and the song's blaring, and um, a lot of listeners were uh, telling us, like, hey, hey, you're on hey dum-dums. One guy that always bashes me nonstop, he's like, hey, just want to let you know your mic's on. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. That's <laughs> what I, hey, appreciate po- that. Some positive help. Yeah, you commit an FCC violation, who's he supposed to give a hard time to? Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's true. Yeah, he needs you. He needs you. He's like, hey, man, your, your mic's hot. I'm like, thanks, dude. And the next thing he's like, 
MAGA, dude, all right? <laughs> you communist. Sorry. Thanks, dude. Mike's on. Mike's on. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm -hmm.